Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode here. It has been quite a minute since I did one. Um, to be quite honest with everybody, it's really hard to kind of balance a whole lot of things out. You know, trying to type um, articles on on my blogger page, you know, there's always gaps in that. And then focusing on dropping YouTube videos, you know, which is like the main part of, uh, of what I do, um, tends to take up a lot of my time. Video editing, uh, researching, all these types of things. So I know I'm spitting out a lot of excuses, but let me just say this, that those people that rock with me here on the podcast, I really appreciate that. And again, um, if you're catching this on Anchor, just know that you can find this on your favorite um, podcast source, whether it be Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, these are um, published there. So you guys can always find it on your favorite sources. But anyhow, we got a couple of things to talk about. Some missed news over some time, so I'm going to try to gather this all up. Uh, this is going to be a very brief episode, but I just wanted to put something up here for you guys, those people that listen. Um, and again, I appreciate you guys for taking the time to actually listen to these. So let's jump in. Let's talk Galaxy Note 10. The Note 10 is coming. Was it, I believe it's August 23rd. I'll, yeah, is it? August? Yeah, August 23rd. It will be here. And while it did make some improvements and it did bring some new features to the Note series, it kind of went a little backwards with the display resolution. And it removed core features that they said they would not remove. They used to they used to poke at Apple. They were like that kid in the playground that was like, hey, Apple, you look pretty stupid. You know, you don't even have a headphone jack anymore. And then now look at them. They're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing, and, and, it's, and it's crazy because they're, they had to pull all their ad campaigns from the past down because they basically, that would make them hypocritical in just about every form or fashion. They would be super hypocritical if they didn't take those down, so they had to do it. They had to do it because there's no SD card support, and there's no headphone jack anymore. Now, on today's video on YouTube, I did a little spiel about it, and I'm going to talk about it here on this segment too that um, why would they do this, right? Why would they get rid of the, the SD card? Why would they get rid of the um, headphone jack? Well, it's plain and simple. They want you to go wireless. They want you to, to go cloud-based. But why? Well, we know that there's only so many things they can do with Android. Um, they can't charge you for software updates, and they don't intend to update their phones as frequently as some other OEMs do. But if they could charge you to save all your stuff to a cloud storage, if they could, well, not if they, but they can because they have the Galaxy, the Galaxy Buds, which is um, Samsung's answer to Apple AirPods. So they're pushing everyone to go wireless because they want to sell more product, right? Um, these days, they just want everything to be wireless, no wires. They're trying to cut cords. So this is... The, the reason they went this route and they got to eat their own words. They really got to, you know, pull all those ads down. They, they just, yeah, it's, it's so sad for Samsung. And then the, the hardest part is, is that a lot of hardcore geeky, you know, deep embedded into tech, tech enthusiasts and tech bloggers weren't all that impressed with the Galaxy Note. Now I'm not saying that the Galaxy Note 10 is a crappy phone. 
that it's going to deliver a crappy experience. By no means am I saying that whatsoever. But what I am pointing out is the obvious changes with the Galaxy Note 10 from previous versions of the Note series. And one of the one of the ass backwards ones would be that they downgraded the display to a 1080p display. Now, you not, if you guys follow me on YouTube or any other source, you guys pretty much know that when it comes to having the latest and greatest, I'm not one who advocates that you have to have all these little things that they try to condition people to have. But if you're going to create a device that has a higher resolution in previous series of your series line of devices, and then you downgrade that, that to me is just, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like with the Vault series from LG. You had the LG Vault, which was a pretty, pretty awesome, pretty kick-ass device uh, with everything that it had. A huge battery, NFC, it had a low-res display, so that way the battery can just last like really good and really long. And then the LG Vault 2 came out and they downgraded the battery and they removed NFC and it was just like, why? Why do that, you know? Um, and then, you know, you got, then they completely converted to the X power and then from the X power to the X charge. So, yeah, you guys kind of get that idea. So it's, ne it's never a really good look for a company to take a flagship. Mind you, the Note series is like pretty much top-end flagship of Samsung. Um, and then downgrade its display. Like if it was if it was just like the same display as last year, or maybe just a very, very, very minor, minor bump up, then you know that's one thing. But to go from a from a high res display down to 1080p, that's just weird all in itself. So I don't know how I feel about the Galaxy Note 10. I don't chase after flagships like that, so I'm not gonna have one to review. Um, however, I'm sure some of your favorite awesome YouTubers out there that chase these things are gonna have those reviews up. So you're gonna see about a about a hundred different videos. But if I had to recommend someone to actually go and check out and listen to about the Galaxy Note 10 Plus, I would definitely recommend Mark's Tech on YouTube. Guy's pretty cool and pretty chill about it, and I like the way he delivers information. He's pretty. He's pretty upfront, honest, and forthcoming with everything, so I would definitely recommend him. Another person I would recommend is Alter Tech, but I don't know if he's going to go and grab this device, so that's just really, um, you know, yeah. So, anyways, kind of moving away from that, so the Pixel 4 is just right around the corner, and Android Q Beta 6 dropped a couple of days ago. So, what are the, some of the new things that's in Android Q Beta 6? Well, obviously, support... Um, with Pokemon Go, if you guys play that game, it works on Android Q Beta 6. But besides that, not really big changes whatsoever. Maybe the, the home little line button at the bottom of um, the display when you're using to, you know, switch between um, apps or um, when you are, well, just basically, yeah, that little, uh, that is my ringtone. Invader Sim is awesome. But anyways... <laughs> Yeah, so that thing disappears on when you're at your actual home screen. So you don't see that line button unless you interact with the display. So if you swipe up into your app drawer, then you can see that little line at the bottom where you would just swipe to kind of like go back home. When that's at the home display where, you know, your your apps are, it disappears out of sight. So they kind of did that. That's something new. Other than that, it's just basic bug fixes, ironing out every bug that's going on. So that way they can do a full-fledged release of Android Q or Android 10. And we still don't know what dessert name this thing's going to have. Now, moving into the Pixel 4, 
We learned some very interesting things since Google is being transparent this year with the Pixel device. Unlike last year where they were like, there was all this type of stuff happening, like some espionage Russian had a Pixel 3 XL in his hand and blah, 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 blah. And it just kept going and going and going and going. And everyone just started spotting these things everywhere. Uh, the Pixel 4, Google's not shy of saying, hey, yes, this is our fourth generation Pixel device. Now, the Pixel 4 is ditching a fingerprint sensor. It's ditching that. Now, the biometric reading it's going to have, it's going to have a 3D facial unlocking system, very similar to Face ID on the iPhone. However, there is one thing I like to point out about the Pixel 4 that may make its facial recognition a lot more better than Face ID with Apple iPhones. And that is that Pixels have been known to take very good pictures in low light. And the ad that they showed where the woman sticks her face close to the Pixel 4 and it unlocks. If you notice that the room they're in is dark, it is pitch black. The only light illuminating is from the Pixel 4. So the Pixel 4 can accurately 3D map your face and unlock the phone in such low light situations, then that's something that's going to be far greater than what Apple has with their iPhone currently right now. I see people with the iPhone 10, the 10R, the 10S, and 10S Max, and when there's very low light, Face ID does not work, so they would have to use their pin to actually get into their device. So for the Pixel 4 to be able to do that with low light, that's going to be killer right there. And on top of that, Project Soli is... In the Pixel 4, so you will get air gestures, but not the same as like what Samsung or what LG has. So with uh, Project Soli, I believe it uses radar to track your hands, your fingers, and the movements that you make. So even just slightly like pinching your fingers together and like kind of like rubbing them like you're twisting a dial or something, it's going to register that movement. So you will be able to interact with the Pixel 4 without really needing... Um, you know, like just one or two different air gesture movements. Um, you're going to be able to do full, full blown interactions. So even as far as like using your finger to spell out words should be something that the Pixel 4 can pick up, mimic and mimic your handwriting. Because if you look at pictures of the Pixel 4 and its display, it shows three different writings that say no hands. And it seems like it's at three different pressures. So you have a bold like you press down and got good accuracy with, with the ink and writing. There is a mild where it's like it's a little dulled out. And then you have like a very light one, which is like if you wrote very light with a pen and it kind of missed strokes here and there, but you can still make out words. And so to me, I think they're advertising the fact that you'll be able to write out messages with your fingers and um, it's going to be as accurate as it can be. Along with Google's ability to develop AI and make AI so much better. Um, this spells interesting when it comes to the Pixel 4. Um, no word yet on the pricing of what the Pixel 4 is going to be. We do know that it is sporting multiple sensors in the back. Some news publications wanted to say that Pixel got it wrong with the Pixel 3 and that um, they needed dual sensors. And I like to think differently from that. Now, the Pixel 3 kicked ass in the market when it came to having one single sensor on the back and then it had two sensors in the front, one for wide-angle selfies and one for regular. And the Pixel 3a does pretty good with just one sensor in the front and one sensor in the back. And you can still get a wide-angle selfie even though it only has one sensor in the front. So to me, they didn't do it wrong. But now that they're given two sensors to work with, this is going to be killer. This is where we're going to really see something here. The only thing that I worry about is that Google tends to sometimes backpedal. And sometimes they drop the ball on something that's a very good idea, i.e. Allo, which would have been a very good chat 
in my opinion, compared to Android messages, and they could have just implemented SMS support within Allo, but they killed that. They kept Android messages. They're killing off Hangouts, and it's just like, ugh, yeah, Google frustrating. But that's for a different topic. Um, and so I really don't want to see Google drop the ball on this because that would be catastrophic for Google's move because right now a lot of tech heads out there are really anticipating that the Pixel 4 is actually going to take down the Galaxy Note 10. And that's crazy if it can pull it off, as the Pixel's never really gotten much push from a lot of tech enthusiasts out there. Sure, they know about the Pixel. They know it's Google's flagship. But not a lot of people really stand behind it. And minor things that the Google does that Google does wrong with the Pixel, a lot of people tend to really go hard on them for it and point them out for it. But other companies such as like Apple and Huawei and them can make mistakes and it's forgiven. So Pixel really doesn't have that much support. As a matter of fact, John Renger did an entire video of why the Pixel doesn't matter. I mean, for someone of that caliber to make a video that the Pixel doesn't matter, that tells you something here. So if Google drops the ball with the Pixel 4, this could definitely like drive another nail into the coffin for Google. But if they execute it, then this will be a launching point for Google to really show how good the pixels are. So anyways, that's it for this episode. I know it's pretty short, only about 13 minutes long. And if you guys rocked with me all the way to the end, thank you so much for doing so. Again, like I said, you can catch this on your favorite uh, publications for podcasts. It's uh, dispersed all over there. And I'll get back into a routine of doing podcasts, probably on Friday nights is when I'll start releasing these and um, get you guys some more episodes going. So again, thanks a lot for rocking with me. And as always, Aloha.